the epistle for this 23rd Sunday after Pentecost. St. Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians, the fourth chapter, verses 13 to 18. The apostle writes, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore encourage one another with these words. This is our text. These last Sundays of the church here concern themselves with the last things. Death, Christ's return to judge, the end of this world, and eternal life. Our Halloween and the Spanish Day of the Dead arose in association with the Christian holidays of All Saints and All Souls Days at the beginning of November. And the death of vegetation as the winter approaches recalls our own death in the winter of life. Christ's final triumph is recalled on the last Sunday of the church year, sometimes celebrated as Christ the King or the Sunday of the Fulfillment. And the season of Advent ensues with its theme of Christ's return as a bridge from the old church year into the new. One aspect of our Lord's return to judge the earth is what St. Paul describes in our text, commonly called the rapture. The word comes from the Latin, meaning to be seized or caught up. And it translates the Greek word used by St. Paul from the phrase, we shall be caught up in the air. Now the original concern that the apostle addressed was that the Thessalonians were afraid that the deceased believer would miss out on Christ's return. The early Christians were so convinced that Christ would come soon within their lifetimes that when one of their number passed away before the Lord's return, there was great concern that he or she would miss out. And so Paul has to explain to them the resurrection from the dead that will occur when Christ returns. And Paul responds that we should grieve over our dead, but not as those without hope. For at the judgment, believers dead or alive will have no particular advantage. We will be caught up with the Lord in the air. We will always be with the Lord. And this is our great comfort for believers. We can let go and let God 
On our deathbed, we can go knowing that it is not forever, for in Christ we shall see each other again. Now it is clear that the plain meaning of Paul's word from the Lord is that this rapture is part of Christ's return. But false teachers have deceived and confused many on this point. And it's only been the last 200 years or so that believers have been confused on the rapture. In the 1800s, John Darby and his followers, the Plymouth Brethren, taught that the rapture would precede Christ's judgment of the world. And in America, this idea was made popular by the Schofield Reference Bible. They taught that Christ would rapture the believers before the sufferings of the world described in the book of Revelation would come. These sufferings, war, pestilence, natural disasters, etc., are commonly called the tribulation. And this idea was made into a novel and a movie series called Left Behind. Now, if you've read Left Behind or you've enjoyed one or more of the movies, I want you to know these things are harmless as long as you realize that they are false. They are fiction. They are made up. And they are in no way what the Bible teaches about the end. If you like Christian fiction, read the Book of Mormon. There's a whole volume, the length of the New Testament, in which Joseph Smith, the founder of the Mormons, describes Jesus appearing after his resurrection in North America to convert the Indians. But those who believed Christ were defeated by the Indians, wrote their history on gold plates, purportedly the Book of Mormon, which Smith found buried in a hill in upper New York State. And then the angel Mormon took the plates up to heaven for safekeeping. Now when you read about the tribulation in Revelation or in other parts of the Bible, you're reading about what happens now, not about exclusively troubles at the end. For wars and rumors of wars have always been with us. Pestilence and famine and natural disaster occur, if not every year, at least every decade. Every generation is afflicted by tribulation. And so the words of Revelation are not simply for those at the end of time, but for those throughout this fading world. The rapture of the believers is part of the end when God will be manifested as in all and over all. Then every knee will bend and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So we look forward to the Lord's return with hope and joy, knowing that we will be caught up to be with him. And if that does not bring you joy, if you do not eagerly anticipate Christ's return, Christ's victory, this points to a spiritual problem, an imperfect hope, a faith that needs strengthening. I confess that I need this strengthening of my faith. For there is a part of me 
A part of me that clings to the things of this life, that clings to the things of this world. There's a part of me that feels like I did back in my grade school days. I wasn't ready for the bell to ring because I hadn't finished my homework yet. There is an unbelieving part of each Christian. That's why God gives us more time so that we may submit more and more of our lives to Christ to allow His Holy Spirit to make us ready for His return. That is why we review these teachings of the Bible that we may pray for faith, for hope, for love that seeks God's kingdom and looks forward to its fulfillment. Pray that reviewing the Bible teaching about the rapture may direct your attention to our returning Lord, that you may place your final hopes and highest joys upon Him. Amen. Amen. And may that peace of God that surpasses our understanding keep your hearts and minds in this true faith through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.